0: guys got your notes that we could take some today. I believe the Lord's going to show us a little bit of, of stuff we can apply to our life. It's always good bringing everybody together. And I tell you what, how many people look forward to getting together on Sunday? I know I do. I mean, I, I really enjoy my church family. I really enjoy getting together where we can come and, and set aside some time to praise the Lord. But you know what? It's so much more than Sundays, as we know, isn't it? It's that relationship and digging in and growing in the Lord each and every day. So I want to encourage you guys. I know Tanya said it, and I, for those that are just tuning in, not only on Sundays over here, every Sunday at 10 a.m., but we also have a, a small group Bible study every Tuesday from 7 to 8, 15, right here at 402 With Creek Road. So I hope you guys can can come and make that. Um, you can jump in anytime. So, today's message everybody's got some good steel toe shoes on. You know, each message that we have should grow us, right? It should stretch us, it should challenge us. And I believe this one will do it. Amen. Y'all remember that old commercial, Got Milk, Got Humility? Wow. If you said no, you definitely need to be watching this, right? <laughs> so that's what we're looking at today. But I want to kind of jump in and give you a little, little behind the scenes. And I tell you what, this message really, is, is it hits you right between the eyes. Because you know what? There's always things that we need to adjust in our life. Preaching to me first, I'm telling you that this is a time for us to let Holy Spirit to evaluate things in our life that we need to adjust. Now, I want to tell you the good news. You don't have to clean up to come to God. You just got to give up. What do you mean give up? Trying to do it your way. It's his way. It's the cross plus nothing. When we come to the saving knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ, when we understand, let's just go ahead and get it out front here. When we understand that we all have sin in our life, we understand that we've all missed a mark, you know, and then realize that, you know what, there's coming a day, there's going to be a time that we stand before the Lord and we'll give account of our life. I ask people this all the time. If you died today, do you know for sure that you would go to heaven? And a lot of times I get a hope so, maybe so, well, oh, yeah, I guess so. And then I go a little bit further and I say, well, why would God let you in? Well, I'm a pretty nice guy. Have you ever heard that? Have you ever thought that? I actually thought, you know, maybe there were some big golden, golden measurement scales up there. Well, Buddy did this, but he didn't do that and all that. But boy, isn't it amazing how clear the Bible is when you open it up that it's all about Jesus? That because of our sin, there's a day that we stand before the Lord and we give account of our life. How many people been to court? You don't have to raise your hand. I'll raise mine twice in a leg, right? You know, it's something about going before that judge. See, there's a day that we're gonna, that will be before the judge, and it's gonna be, it's not gonna be. We kind of got off, uh, you know, technicality. It's gonna be, boom. This is the deal. God knows our hearts. He knows our motives. He knows all those things. But you don't have to worry about that if you know Christ, because when God looks at me, I'll just put me in the equation, right? If he was to say, why should you be here? Why should I let you in? I got one answer. Jesus Christ died for my sin and rose on the third day. Lord, there is nothing that I've ever done that I could undo to get me here. That I could, I could give that would get me here. I can't be smart enough to get me here. None of us. It's about Jesus Christ giving his life, paying our sin debt in full. It had to be a perfect sacrifice for us to be welcomed back into the family. Sin separated us from God, and a Savior brought us back to God. Do you believe it? Have you received it? That's the message for today. If you don't hear anything else, I say grab hold of that, because that's what it's all about. But in that, there's so much more. So much more. So I want to share a few things. Like I said, we've been going through a study of Dr. David Jeremiah. I want to encourage you guys. He's a sound Bible teacher. And I, what I try to do is sometimes when, when something really hits our heart so heavy in small group, I try to bring some of the, the jewels out of that, some of the nuggets like that, to bring it into to the rest of the service. So maybe that would encourage you to, to come out on Tuesday nights. But it's good anytime, time because it's God's Word all the time. Amen? That's what I want you to see. So we've been working through the fruit of spirit in uh, Galatians chapter 5, verse 20. And, and we've come across this part about humility. And I'm going to break that down a little bit. But see, humility really points everything back to God. So here's the question this morning. Are you willing uh, to, to set your joy aside and set him in first place? Are you willing to put it all and say, you know, him first? We start out that day way many times. But in the course of the day, do we drift? Sometimes we do. And so I hope today this will be a reminder to bring us uh, into what God has for us. I want to share a few things. I did a little research and stuff. Now, I want to ask some questions here. How many people remember like those Polaroid cameras when they first came out? Oh, that was really cool. Yeah? Yeah, shoot the pictures out, and then they kind of developed right before your eyes, man. That was cool, wasn't it? Man, you, woo, instant. Look at that. Look at that, boom, gotcha. You know, and you just see all those cool things. Now, also, later on, and maybe even before that, you had where you could buy like the 24 exposures, right? So you got that, and then you had to pay for the film. Then you had to pay to get it developed and wait about a week. I mean, you look younger in the picture by the time you get the film back. (laughs) I mean, you get back and it's like, and, and I tell you what's funny is because, you know, like, I, I'll just say 24 exposures because I could never buy any more than that. It would get higher and higher. You get 48. It's like, man, what are you kidding me? So you got it. so you really, when you only had 24 exposures, you were, you were picky about what you took your picture of. Come on in here. The baby's first, first steps. He's like, I got a fishing trip. I only got three more pictures. You know, <laughs> okay, oh, oh, that one didn't turn out. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but now technology's here, baby. Woo, we got the phone. Like, hey, this is a picture of me preaching. This is a picture of me preaching with them. This is a picture of them with me. And, oh, you see what I'm saying? I want to share something with you. We have become so focused on self. Now, everybody, does everybody know what a selfie is where you take a picture of yourself? Can you imagine that 20 years ago? People said, are you all right, man? I mean, now, I, I'll tell you what. I do take some pictures of some food. I will take some pictures of the food. Look at this. Wish you were here. Yeah. But I mean, we—I mean, all the time. Did a little Googling. Y'all ready for this? Let me give you a couple stats here. It says, last year in the world, over 90 million selfies were taken. 90 million. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Now, if you have a teenager, you might think that's a little low on the number. 90 million. Because you know that's it. As you get older, you don't want your picture taken. I don't know about my... Mind. See, you start to notice, when you start taking pictures and time goes by, you, you don't show your whole body. Right now, I just, right now, I just, like, take a picture of my ear. You know? Like, you're looking at it and say, oh, no, let's move that up a little bit. And then, oh, I've also learned this. What is it, what is it, babe? You've you got to take the picture down. Because if you take it like this... I got, is that what I look like? I've got gills, man. So I'm like... I, that's why I need the stick, the selfie stick. I got to think of it again. Man, buddy looks like he's lost some weight or he's like 1,700 miles away. You know? It's crazy, man. You want to look your best? Ooh, let's do it. So think about that. Now, they also said that 24 billion with a B selfies were up- uploaded onto the website. Do you think we need to talk about humility today? Do you think y'all, do you think we need it? I thought, I thought I heard yes out there. And I started looking, I said, man, we're in such a society, man. We've just become so obsessed about ourselves. And even to the point where there's been several, several death by selfie, selfie. You got to get that perfect thing. You know, you're hanging out here. Look at this. I'm going to hang out the side of this airplane, you know, or whatever the case is. You ready for this? They say that your chances of, of dying from a selfie go wrong has now got higher than a shark biting you. <laughs> is that crazy? Put that camera down, somebody. I'll tell you what. So everything, it's about taking a picture of me. It's about taking a picture of this is what I'm doing. This is what's going on. So I hope today as we, we, we have a little fun with this, we really evaluate where, where is our focus? Where is our focus? And so today, I want to go ahead and start out with our verse. We already got it up there. And many of you have heard of this before, but I, I thought this was just a great place to start. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall, Proverbs sixteen, eighteen. Encourage you for a little homework this week. Spend some time in Proverbs 16. That'll it, help us with this message. It'll seal it right on up. But over and over, we look at different things and we go, man, what in the world? Somebody said it this way. If you want to break that down in, in, in the Buckrow translation, uh, you could just say, first pride, then the fall. First pride, then the crash. Because it's coming. Have you ever made decisions in your life and you didn't have all the information? Oh, that's, that would have been nice to know, right? I mean, am I the only one? I, oh yeah. You, man, you're just running with it. Because we're so focused on what we think, how it affects us. I'm probably getting about 10 slides ahead of where we are, but I'm telling you what, I've been thinking about this all week and I go, wow, guess what? Just like every week, this message is for me, right? All these messages should be for us. But I tell you what, I try to pour these through my life, and God has just really been showing me so many things that, you know what? Maybe we just need to make some adjustments. Maybe we need to be really, instead of holding up this, maybe we ought to be holding up this. Maybe we ought to be holding up the word instead of it's all about me. So with that being said, I I pray that as we go through this, we can look at God's word and allow that Holy Spirit, all right, allow Holy Spirit to to work in our life. And if there's an area that God's putting putting his finger on, Lord, show us how we can make the adjustments in that. Is that fair enough? I think that's fair enough. Let's go ahead and jump in. Everybody doing good so far? Say amen. amen. All right. So how do we recognize pride? How do we recognize this? You know, today we go through this. It's going to be a double blessing, a teaching and a preaching. I say that many times and just pulling a lot of stuff from our Tuesday night study. I thought this was really something that would, would help us. But one way to recognize pride in our, in our life is this, is to understand that pride attacks humility. Let's look at, they had a couple of great definitions of humility, and I thought I'd share them with you. The first one we had that we went over Tuesday night was this here. It says, humility is the ability to use the power and resources you possess for the good of others. Taking what you have and being able to use that, I'll put it this way, to further the kingdom. For other people to see Christ work through you. For, for God to use what he's blessed you with to bless others. That's a great attribute to see. Let's keep on going. I really like this one here. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It is thinking of yourself less. Can I get an amen on that? It's not putting yourself down. It's exalting the Lord and following the footsteps of Jesus. You notice something that Jesus, you know, I I thought this, and every time I think about humility, I have to, to, to share this because I always thought, well, if you're humble, you're weak. See, the world wants to think, well, you're humble, you're weak. You're, you're just a get over and all that. But the truth is, you're probably the strongest one in a bunch because, because you're stepping back from yourself and allowing God to move in you and through you to be exalted. And the Bible talks about, he said, man, when we, we step back and we exalt him, he's going to exalt us. He's going to work in our life and through our life. So people say, there's something different about that guy there. There's something different about that girl there. And the answer is going to be real clear. They're walking with the Lord. And you know what? It's a decision at a time, a step at a time. So we just break that thing down. And I had a couple of hints here uh, that I put down just this morning when I was coming out. I was thinking about this. Check this out. You know you got a pride issue when, all right? You can write these down if you want. You take everything way too personal. Oh, way too personal. Because if I go over here and I say something, like, hey, I'm just, I'm just, and somebody over there goes, I think he's talking about me. He was looking right at me. You know, I've had people say that before. This, when I'm preaching, I'm trying to talk and back and forth like this, and, 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 somebody, I know you were preaching right to me. You were talking to me today. I saw you looking at me. <laughs> There's 80 people in here. I'm looking at everybody. I'm going like this, man. You know, I'm not honing in on anybody. I would say if that's the way you feel, talk to the Lord about it because I believe He's probably saying. I hey, want to get your attention, right? So a lot of times, do y'all know anybody like that? Don't point, just raise your hand if it's you. <laughs> okay, now you can point to somebody else because I know it's you, right? Why are y'all pointing at me? No, <laughs> that's a perfect example, right? Well, I can't believe that. Let me give you another one. Write this in your notes if you like to. Your feelings are more reasonable than anybody else's. Surely everybody got to be thinking the way I'm thinking, right? Surely it's got to be uh, the, the way that I'm thinking, right? Good little practicing. You get in the car. Where y'all want to eat? Now, that'll start a fight, won't it? <laughs> that will start it right there. All right, guys. I'm going in. I need you. All right. How many say, you get, I don't care. <laughs> well, they probably shouldn't because they're only going to eat salad anyway, right? They're going to get salad usually. This could happen to somebody's life I know. Just asking for a friend, right? Is that what it is? Just talking for a friend, right? Where you want to go? I don't care why don't we go down here? Oh, we just had that last week. Okay, <laughs> help me my house. Freeze baby. Well, you wanna get some? No, no, my hair's gonna smell like that. <laughs> yeah, no, hey, why don't we go to, 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 I call it chop-chop. Let's go there. No, they almost burnt my eyebrows last time. <laughs> is there anything you wanna do? No, I don't really care anywhere you wanna go. Thank you, brother. I right, heard he said that's right. Yeah, hey, 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 Alfred. Hey, what you doing for lunch, brother? I'll <laughs> <laughs> buy. <laughs> Let's move to the next one, shall we? Look at this. <laughs> hey, how about it? You ever known this to happen? Everybody else should apologize. Woo! I thought I heard a pin drop. <laughs> Think. Everybody else should apologize. I can't believe you said that and everything else. Maybe they said that because of what you said before that, right? I don't care what they say. I'm waiting for them to apologize. Do you realize this? Some people don't even know that, you offend, that they offended you a lot of times. But, boy, you can tell by the, the body language you'll speak, don't you? How you doing? That's okay. That's all right. Hey, uh, did y'all want to go get some? No, 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 that's all fine. I brought my lunch. I don't need nothing. I'm giving you practical applications because I know somebody that's been through this. All of us, right? And sometimes we're on the receiving end, and sometimes we're on the donating end, aren't we? We are. If we got real with it, we just think, well, if you want to just go there, why don't you say so? I don't know what was I thinking, right? So we keep on going through these things here, and and I go back to this. When we start seeing these things, I think it's a good idea to kind of say, Lord, what's going on in my life? Lord, how can you help me with this? And so many times, I I, I had a couple of more things I wanted to share through here, and I didn't mark, yes, I did. Listen to this verse right here. Proverbs 16 and two said, all a person's way seems pure to them, but motives are weighed by the Lord. You ever had somebody want, want to do something for you, and you're waiting for the other shoe to fall? It's like, hey, I, I was just saying, you know, I stopped by and cut your grass and everything. I washed your car and everything else. It was just I was in a neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, right. But, you know, I do need you to take care of this ticket for me. <laughs> I, do, I do need to, we do need to sell more Girl Scouts cookies this week or whatever the case. You know, it's like it's always a catch. Man, why can't we just do things? No catch, just moving on. But as we look through that, we come to this right here. No one's really born humble, are they? Not us. Look at this here. That's why he says in James four ten, humble yourself before the Lord and He will lift you up. God will work in our life as we turn around and step back. We have a choice. See the the Holy Spirit's got to work in us and take that nudge to show us some of the shortcomings in our life. Anybody's toes sore yet? Good, because we got more to go. All right. Because you know what? I really believe this. As we come here and we take time and we look at God's word, it is to prune us. It's to shape us, to mold us into that of Jesus Christ so that we can walk in these things and be that conduit for Christ. You might be the only Bible somebody sees. You've heard that before, right? How are we representing him? Some days better than others. But the good news is because of God's grace, we can start fresh again. How many people need a new fresh start daily? Amen. Sometimes minutely. But I want you to see today that God is not out to get you. He's out to give you something. He's out to bless you in the ways of walking in the fruit of the Spirit as we continue to keep the Lord first. Look at this one right here. Come on, going. First 1 Peter 5, 6, and 7, I believe. It says here, Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at a present time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Boy, we can preach through that, can't we? Let's look at this. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. Do we believe God is who he says he is in the Bible? There shouldn't be any any reason for us to be puffed up when we start looking to the creator of the universe, amen? There shouldn't be any reason for us to think, oh man, look at me, right? If we can lose ourselves in Christ, we will gain everything. Think about that. I'm not preaching against stuff, a lot of times, but stuff gets out of the right pecking order in our life sometimes. You don't think so? I, I, I don't know anybody that's doing this right now, but I think everybody's had this before. We've probably been that person too. Well, I'd sure like to go to church on Sunday, but guess what? Got travel ball. Can't make it. Hey, I'd sure like to go on Sunday, but you know what? This is the last time. Fill in the blank. Hey, this is what we got here. I'd like to do this, but all of a sudden, you know, we start all these other things. Well, you know, that's my only day off. You know, you know I, well, we're going to take the boat out. How often do we just say, I'm going to tell you what, set your schedule, set your priorities. There's nothing. Everything else is going to have to go around my God time. Wow. Is it a priority? You know, sometimes we say, wow, well, shoot, I just went last month. Really? When's the last time you told your wife you love her? It better be more than last month? Or your husband? Your husband need to hear it every day. Don't we? Miles, you got to sit up here. I need you, baby. Come come on, brother. (laughs) Can I get a witness? That's it, yes. Oh, man. I tell you. (laughs) If I'm hearing it too much, I'm getting worried. Hey, the the, the receipt's coming in the mail. (laughs) then. But, you know, as we walk through this, look, and we put things in our proper space and we look at the word uh, place and look at the word of God and understand who he is and what he's done and the great sacrifice. You know, we have fun with this, but let's really boil it down. It's about what Christ has done for us. It's about what he's done for us. Look at this. We come on down here a little bit more. And it says that he at the proper time, right, that he will exalt us in a proper time. How many know that it's not always about your time and my time? My timing is not always in God's timing. But when I come out the other side, I'm grateful for God's timing. How about you? And sometimes it takes a long time to see that his timing was the best. Wow. Isn't that something? Maybe it's the job. Man, I really thought I was going to get that promotion. I thought I was going to get that promotion. And then they lay off 40% of the people. And most of them got the promotion. You know, you can fill in the blank. You can go back through your life and go, I'm glad God took care of that the way he decided to instead of the way I decided to. But you know what? As we seek the Lord, we start seeing that. we Can we rely on his proper timing? Now, I I think this is good for everybody. I know it is for me. Cast all your anxieties on him because he cares. We could preach a whole message just on this right there. I'm going to tell you what. I've never lived in a time that so many people are worried and upset and everything else. But it's amazing because... If you look on Facebook, they got the best life in the world. As Angela says, fake book, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, me and little John John went up here. And and, and, and little Georgie, he got all the straight A's and whatever the case may be. And then you see him in a restaurant, and they've got somebody in a chokehold. You know, it's amazing. Amen. So, you know, when I look at these things, what would happen if we really could cast our cares and anxiety at the, at the foot of the Lord? I'm really working on that. And, and let me tell you, some are easier than others, let's just be honest. You know what? When your kids get older and they want to start doing things on their own, you've got to start casting them cares, you know? Because you can't keep saying no or they won't ask anymore. So you say, Lord, I'm going to trust you. With them. Lord, I'm gonna trust you in my marriage. Lord, I'm gonna trust you in the doctor report. I'm gonna trust you that you're gonna help me. You know my needs that I need to make rent or whatever it is. Lord, I'm gonna trust you that 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 I'm gonna follow what you said. I'm not gonna turn around and be doing this. What depletes faith more than anything else? Worry. I don't believe you can worry and have faith at the same time. You gotta pick and choose. And he tells us, look at this, therefore humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, look at this, because he cares for you. Now, I don't know about you guys, but probably most people in this life have felt the time that nobody cares, that things, Mr. Let's just get real today, that you are on an island that nobody else understands I'm not minimizing anything you're going through, but I'm going to tell you today, I want to exalt what God says. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares. God is not limited. Mom and dad can love you and everything else, but guess what? They get tired sometimes. They get wore down. Your boyfriend can love you. Your your, your sweetheart can tell you you're doing good. All these things, all these things, but guess what? We will fall short in propping you up for joy. Joy is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ, amen? amen? Joy is found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Don't ever forget that. We can look around here. We can look over here. But she said and they said and this went down and you don't understand and all this. You're right, I don't understand. And I never minimize that. But I'm gonna maximize this because I'm gonna tell you over and over and over. You know why I'm telling you this? Because there's times I gotta tell myself this. You know why also I'm telling you this? Because when there's times that I forget about this, I want y'all to tell me. I want you to say, "Buddy, I know it looks bad right now. But I'm going to tell you what. Remember what we we studied? Remember what we saw in God's word? I'm counting on that. Aren't you? Aren't you counting on that we sit in here and and, and, and your sister or brother said, you know what? Don't we just go over that? Look, we're going to humble ourselves and we're going to come to you, Lord. I don't know how how you're going to fix this. I don't know how you're going to make a way out of what appears no way. But Lord, I look through your word and I know that you care about me. How much does he care about you? This much. This much on the cross. And so, you know, as we look at this, why would we get puffed up? It's all about him. It's all about him. And I tell you what, it was what the Lord has been showing me. When I see how much God loves me, as much as I can understand it with this little brain, I want to love people like that. I want to love people like that. That's why I text people all the time. Call people all the time. I call my... my my. my uh my, going back and forth to my mom, my little, my little travel wagon, my prayer time, man. That's my, my little praise mobile. I'm checking in on people, talking to people, bro, everything else. Man, let me tell you what. It's nice when you get a text. Somebody say, hey, man, I was thinking about you. Hey, you know what? I've been praying for you today. Man, that can change everything. Has that ever changed just your whole perspective? You're going, Lord, you knew that I needed to hear not just from the person, but from him, through a person. I think that's right there is when we start turning around and we humble ourselves. Yeah, but I'm so busy, I ain't got time to call everybody, man. I got stuff to do. And then you realize the best thing to do is follow God's prompting. He can multiply your time. He can work through those areas in your life. And you know what? He's trying to tell you, I care. You know what I think the biggest blessing in ministry is? To be a part of what God's doing to be, be allowed to be used to see God working, and he just happens to choose to use you. Wow! Isn't that something? Every time that I've went and had my heart right to be a blessing, I end up getting blessed. I don't go for the blessing. It's just the way God works. You know? And even if it doesn't happen immediately, you'll see it down the line. How many times have you done something, you bought somebody's lunch or something like the next thing, boom, it's over. where'd that come from? Or maybe you can fill in the blank with whatever it is. I'm using a lot of fill in the blanks today because I want to make it personal. And you tailor this message to what God is shaping it in your heart today. There's different things that God's using in your heart today, but we need to read the word. We can cast all our anxiety on him. I know I'm staying a little long on this slide, but I think there's some more meat on the bones here. There's so much that people just keep rehashing and reliving and rehashing and reliving. If you get hung up on the wrong thing, it will take you in the wrong direction over and over and over. Now, many of y'all know my mom's 90 years old, and she does real good, but sometimes she, she's got the short-term memory thing, and she'll ask me over and over and over, and she'll get looping, Okay. And I ask. I never let her see me sweat. sweat. I just keep answering the same thing, just like it's a brand new question. Luckily, she loops on good things usually. You could call it good things. What time's Redskins plan? What time the Redskins plan? So, so, so sometimes <laughs> he said, "What time are they it. Always something. Else. We'll put that on a prayer request, right? <laughs> but I mean, you know, there's there's something like that. But what happens if I just keep feeding on the same thing over and over and over, and it's negative? And it's negative. How many people watch the news? Man, that could be negative. I'm not saying just turn I off. I say think we need to be aware. But man, I'm not even sure that we're getting the real deal anymore. It's, it's become crazy. I won't get sidetracked on that. But if you want to recognize your pride, look in God's word. Look to God and realize... Just what this says here. Let's read it again. Therefore, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your cares on him because he cares for you. That's for somebody today, right there. I know it's for me every day. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? Everybody kind of quiet today? Keep on listening. Keep on listening. Oh, it's going to get deep now, boy. I tell you, we're going in, everybody. Woo, here we go. Look at this. We need to keep listening so we can keep learning. I said, look at this, man. A lot of times there's an overriding theme in the Bible in different areas. If you look at Proverbs, uh, Solomon wrote a lot of the prover- wrote Proverbs, and he was he was a teaching tool. God worked through him in order to show us things that will help us for instruction. Now, look at this. The first 10 chapters of Proverbs, right, is a book on instruction, man, just really showing us where to get our heart adjusted here and if we can apply these truths we start seeing it is for our best interest it's because God has set out a plan in our life for us to follow so that he can work in our life so that others will follow does that make sense God wants to use you in a mighty way look at this prideful people are wise in their own eyes you ever notice that they know it all man in other words they never feel they have anything to learn from others even God I don't want to be that guy I have probably been that guy, just being honest, right? We turn around and look at that. You see so many things. Oh, you know what? I, I got it now. Prideful people are a wiser it. Well, I already got it. I already know what I'm doing. On, I'm going to go here. Yeah, I, I got it. I already got it. Oh, yeah, I, I'm doing this. Instead of we lose out on so many things when we don't invite others to engage in that. You know what? We've got a whole other generation that we can learn from we got a whole other generation that we can learn from this way and we can pass it on. That we can learn this way and they can learn that way if we're willing. we got some amazing young folks that know a lot. we got some amazing seniors that can teach us a lot. Man, would you be willing to learn a little bit? That's a big deal. Look at this. Humble leaders are always learning. You ever looked at that? You can think about a boss you once had. Or maybe some something like that. They're always, always learning. I remember I went to a meeting. They were doing a leadership meeting. This has been some time ago. But let me tell you, it's still fresh in my mind. And they had a little open form and everything. And there was something that went down on, on my contract that was going down. And I wasn't really pleased about it. And uh, so anyway, I tried to be calm and announce that and everything else. And they had the guy there and everything else. Have you ever had somebody just whoop level you? But they did it. With such grace and everything, you almost thanked him? That's the only time it's ever happened to me. The guy must have had mercy on him. I know he had mercy on me. So I'm saying, you know, I said, you know, I've been on this job this long, this and everything else, and i was just pleading my case, and there's no chance for advancement and everything else. Hey, you know what? I know I signed up for this. That's it. But if you're asking, that's the way I feel about it. He said, okay. He said, uh, do you know we have another uh, program that you can put in suggestions over here? Matter of fact, do you know we allotted like $10,000 for people to put in these other ideas? I said, nope. (laughs) Let me me show you how this worked. I was kind of like this. And when I was done, I was like, how bad that, I didn't know that. Remember when we said, making all these comments and not having all the pieces of the puzzle? The reason I bring that up is this. My big boss was able to do that in a way without belittling me, but take me through some things and show me, you know, there's other things out there. So, and he even let me, he says, look, you might not have been aware of this, maybe it's my fault that I didn't get this out there, but I want to let you know, it's out there. You know how much respect I got for that guy after that? You know what it did about my attitude, about my job? Changed it. Now, I got to tell you another funny story. When I first met that guy, I said, oh, here we got another big boss. We got to go over to a meeting and greeting boss. So we got to go over here. Everything else. So I go up and we got a seat. And You know how it is. Everybody talking over here. And Everybody that works together sits together and everything else in the back, right? Y'all know the deal. So I said, I'll be right back. I got to go to the restroom. So I go to the restroom. And I seen this guy come in with some cowboy boots and everything. He says, uh, hey, uh, are they supposed to have a meeting here or something. I said, yeah, they're waiting on some new guy, some big high muckety-muck guy, everything else, everything else. I said, go on in there. So I come back. I come back. I was like, that guy's walking up front. That guy's not, that guy just passed the last seat. He's the boss. Oh, man. He said, how's everybody? I haven't met all of you, but I did happen to meet you. How you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, not good. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Me and that guy ended up being the best friends. I guess he felt sorry for me. But you know what? He had the ability, I really appreciate his leadership because you know one thing? The door is always open. And he was always willing to listen. And he was always willing to say, you know what? How can we make this better? How can we do that? Now, I'm, I'm, that's a practical application of that. But you know what? Isn't that what God shows us all the time? Hey, let's listen to one another. Let's seek the Lord and let's work this thing together. Let's keep on going. Man, give others a chance. If you're trying to do it all yourself, guess what? You're never going to raise up any leaders I heard a guy, there was a guy that I listened to from time to time. His name is Miles Monroe. He was a very good teacher. He just passed away not too long ago. And uh, it was amazing. Even his last sermon, almost, it's almost like he knew something was coming up. Actually, he was going to be flying into another meeting, and the weather was bad. And him and his, his, his wife and his staff and everything everything, they, they had a plane crash and died. And one of the things that if you go back through all the teaching that he had was this, making leaders. Giving, giving responsibility to other ones, everything else. And he was saying at the last place that he said, he says, if I was to leave here today and I didn't have anybody to take over, I have le- I- I've done a-, a terrible job leading. We need to build leaders. How about in the church? How about disciples? Make disciples, you with me? I'm not just talking about business. I'm talking about the business of the kingdom. Being involved in what God has for us and working and walking in that situation. So how much is it that that, that we just got to think we got to do it all the time? Man, we can become really negative and critical. Mm. Do y'all remember maybe when you were on the job and you were first getting trained and somebody took some time with you? There's probably some things that you liked about the person that was teaching you. And then there's probably some things like, wow, that's kind of tough. Remember those things. Can you imagine training somebody and, and say, okay, I need you to do it this way, and they go ahead and do it, and they're going through there and you go, now look what you did now. You did, are you listening? Oh my God, that's not going to work. Wow. What starts to happen is that person will shut down. That person, and, and, and that person over here to think they got it all down, guess what? They get less and less input. And really, they end up, Missing out on, on what could be in the whole team. I don't want to be that guy. That doesn't mean you got to agree with everything. You can't, you can't please everybody in those situations. But be prayerful about the way you run your business, where you run your family, and the way you serve God. Be prayerful and say, Lord, how do you want me to address this situation at work? Lord, how do you want me to address this situation in ministry? How do you want me to address this situation in my family? And I tell you what, God will give you boldness in those areas. It's never easy to have to come up and talk about some of the tough issues, but I'm gonna tell you what, that's where grace comes in. Over and over I think of this, I said, look at this. I said, just because you can do a lot doesn't mean you have to do it all. I said, do you remember when others gave you an opportunity? Real quick here, check the time, we're doing good. One of the biggest opportunities that I thought in in my life, I could, it was amazing. When I was 18 years old, a friend of mine had a guitar shop. I used to love playing guitar. and doing, I still love playing guitar. And I was allowed to work there on Saturdays a half a day. And you know what I did? I cleaned guitars and did demo stuff. Made $20 a day. I'd have paid him $20 a day there. And my buddy was doing real good. He was doing writing songs. And he, he got signed on with a music group called Welk Music Group in Nashville. And he was going back and forth to Nashville. I'm 18 years old. And I was waiting for my job at NASA to come full-time, and, and sometimes I would work, sometimes I was working part-time and everything else. And he said, hey, look, man. He said, uh, I want you to run the shop. I said, what? Now, this is before you got called forward and everything. It meant you had to be there. And I thought that was amazing because not many people would... would I, I, was, I was still just out of high school, and everything that that man built he had in that guitar shop. A lot of places, they owe on stuff. He owned everything. He had struggled and everything else. So he says, but I'm going to trust you with this. This is what I'm hearing. I'm going to trust you with this. This is my livelihood. I'm going away for a season, but I'm trusting you. Man, I still get choked up about that. I'm 54 years old. I said, he believes in me. He believes in me. I'm gonna do everything I can to make this work. I was on time. I stayed late. I didn't miss a phone call. I would time it out if I had to run to the bathroom, man, I'd run to the bathroom. You you couldn't do none of the stuff you could do now. No call forward in or or all this, you had to be there. It wasn't that I thought the job was so cool. Matter of fact, I'm glad he let me do that because I don't ever wanna own a guitar shop, okay? That's what it was but I knew he trusted me, I knew he believed in me, and that was all the difference in the world, and I wanted to do everything to say, you know what? Thanks for giving me a chance. Man, thanks for giving me a chance. God gives us a chance to be a mirror of Christ every day. And I think about this as this is unpacking. Do I take that same attitude that I did about the guitar shop here? How much more should I take about that, about sharing his word? About encouraging people. About praying for people. Man, don't wait. Jump in. Let's keep on going. Pick up some feet. Stop taking yourself so seriously. We talked about that a little bit. Woo, anybody do that? Good, we can just keep going, right? But we can, can't we? We can get all wrapped around the wheel and everything else. You know, we think nobody pays attention to us, and then we think everybody's talking about us and all these different things. But you know what? Sometimes we we just need to get over ourselves. And you know what? It takes the love of Christ to do that. It takes the love of Christ to bring healing to that. Let's keep on going. I said, you know what? The way we do that is grab the grace of, of God by faith. Lord, I'm going to do my very best in this situation. I need your wisdom. I need your help. But Lord, at the end of the day, I, all I can do is give you my best. Lord, I'm going to give you total access to my life to work in this situation. And just help me to, to, to yield to your promptings. If you're available, God's willing. Can anybody say Amen to that? Have you seen that in your life when you're willing, God is able? Now I'm going to run through these because there's a lot of good um, scriptures in here you can come back and look at them. So true humil- humility is this. The great example of humility in human history is Jesus Christ. Can somebody say Amen? He set aside everything, the glory. Of heaven and came and lived a life. You can see it in the first act where he comes on the scene. We see all the, the, the Christmas things and we see the activity scenes and then the nativity scenes. I always call them activity scenes because you want to see them moving around. Nativity scenes of what's going on. And you look and we got all this nice little comfortable stuff and baby Read the Bible. No more room in the inn. He, our Savior, The creator of the universe loved you so much. Let's make it personal. That he was born of a virgin and born in a, like a cave looking thing. Stinky, smelly, stable. Did you really think that the king of kings and the lord of lords would humble himself to that? The word says he did. You know why he did? Because you were worth it. Look at this. Look at true humility unfolding. I got a bunch on here. I hope you guys can see it. He comes in here in just a few scriptures here. You can write them down and read the rest of them later. The son can do nothing of himself. This is stuff that Jesus was sharing along the way. Look at this. I can of my own self do nothing. My judgment is just because I seek not my own will. He was all about the father's business. Look at this over and over. I am come not to, to do my own will. He didn't come to do his will, but the Father's will. Come on down here. My teaching is not my own. Does that make him any less? No, it puts him in right relationship all the time right here because he's listening. He's he's doing what the Father asked. He's doing what what has been asked of him and coming on down the pipe here, look at this. He said, I do nothing of myself. What would happen if we were so plugged in to the Word of God and we were so tuned in to the heart of God that we started answering questions like that? When things come up. i am not come of myself, but he has sent me. Over and over and over. We start seeing this, seeing this theme. Hey, I seek not my own glory. Wow. That's a big difference from this. That's a big difference from the 90 uh, selfies, right? The 24 billion uploads of look at me, look at me, look at me. He's pointing to his father. How much time? How much of this points to your heavenly father? Just saying. Look at this right here. Philippians 2.8. This is the ultimate right here. True humility. And being found in a, a appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death. Even death of the cross. For you guys that weren't here last week, we talked a little bit about that, what that cross really symbolizes. right? Now, today it's a beautiful thing because we can see on the other side. We know that the tomb is empty. He is risen. He's sitting at the right-hand side of God. And because of the cross, because of our sacrifice being paid in full, Jesus Christ himself became a man without sin, lived a life without sin, laid down his life, poured his blood out for us to purchase us out of our sin debt. That was the cruelest death. That was the most humiliating death that the Romans could come up with. And, man, they came up with some crazy stuff. He knew that that would be his end. But really, it was really just our beginning. You see what I'm saying? We got to live through the cross. Some people just get right up to the cross. I say today, let's live through the cross, right? Yes, we remember what happened on this side. Yes, we are grateful for that. But be grateful because he overcame. Be grateful that he has risen. Saved. Somebody say amen. Be grateful that he is risen. Look at this. Even to the point of death. Now, we talked about it a little bit last week. A lot of us have, have crosses and stuff. I think that's great, no problem. Because for most Christians, you ever done this? Go through a line, right? And somebody's checking you out. I do this all the time. And somebody have a necklace on, have a cross. I said, Oh, I like your necklace. Oh, yeah, my grandmama gave it to me or whatever. I said, oh. What does it mean to you? What do you mean? You know what really hurts my heart? It's just jewelry. Let me tell you, when I got something like that on, it ain't just jewelry. It's a reminder of my worth and his love and his overcoming sin and our victory. Yeah. Let me tell you something. You want you not get me talk to talk? Ask me in a line what that means. I'm not too busy to tell you. But they said, and I mentioned this last week, at that time, that would be equivalent to us right now to have a, a little trinket around our neck of an electric chair. Hey, baby, look what I got for you. <laughs> do, we, do we have a problem? <laughs> That's how terrible my sin was. Our sin was. It put an innocent man on the cross. But don't you know he did it willingly? Isn't that amazing? They thought they were going to come get a drop on Jesus. He said, whoa, back. Everybody fell down. I'm going Remember when we talked about his perfect timing? It went down just the way he said it would. And he rose just the way he said he would. And today we can have just what he says we can have because he's risen. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap, man. This is some good stuff. Amen. Jesus humbled himself. So you know what he asked us to do? To take up our cross and follow Jesus. What does that look like here? Take a look at this. Matthew 14, I mean 16, uh, 24 through 26. Then Jesus told his disciple, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my...